Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We have finished the book of Esther, but Faith Life Commentary had some interesting observations that I was just compelled to share. Plus, it gave me a time to get like a little break from having to study because I can just share what Faith Life has um, shared. The book of Esther shows how the hand of God can move in a supernaturally natural way. Supernaturally natural. It has been well said that the book of Esther is a record of wonders without a miracle. And therefore, though equally revealing the glory of God, it sets it forth in another fashion from that which is displayed in the overthrow of Pharaoh by miraculous power. So even though uh, Esther has wonders, it's wonders without miracles, where the uh, overthrow of Pharaoh, lots of miracles, and it took miracles just to convince Pharaoh. God didn't have to do that to get uh, King Xerxes' attention. And this uh, Spurgeon wrote that, the rest of that came from me. (laughs) But I'm sure you know that. And then it says, think of all that God arranged in the story of Esther. God arranged for the noble queen Vashti to lose her place. God arranged for the competition to replace Queen Vashti. God arranged for Esther to enter the competition. Because remember, she was afraid. This isn't something she wanted. God arranged special favors for Esther among the other women. God arranged for Mordecai to have access to both Esther and the affairs of the kingdom. God arranged the lot that was cast to give 11 months warning before the evil event of Haman. Haman planned the uh, annihilation of the Jews. God arranged that the decree command that the Jews be killed by private hands instead of by the army of Persia, which would have been much more difficult to stop. And as we think about what's going on right now in um, various places with wars, and we look at how God's hands can handle things. Wow. Let me continue. God's hand arranged that Haman restrain his anger and not kill Mordecai immediately. Because remember, Mordecai refused to bow and he refused to bend. God arranged for Esther to delay her request, first asking for a banquet with the king and then another banquet. And uh, she invited Haman to both. So he felt like he was really uh, prestigious in a place of prestige. God arranged for Haman's anger to come to a peak on a particular day. God arranged for King Xerxes to have sleepless nights. God arranged for the king to pick up a certain book in his sleepless nights. God arranged for the king to read the passage about Mordecai in that particular book. I'll be back to share what else Faith Life had to say. I mistakenly said I'm sharing from Faith Life, but I'm actually sharing from 
Enduring Word Commentary. Thanks, guys. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. That first section of observations was just how God can move supernaturally in a natural way. He arranges uh, things that goes on in our lives. In the second part, God's hand in history never rules out our actions. The actions of Esther and Mordecai were critical to the uh, preservation of the people of God. God's will is accomplished, and yet uh, men are perfectly free agents. He gives us volition. Haman did as he pleased. King Xerxes did what he wanted. So did Mordecai and Esther. We see no interference, no coercion. They all do their will and bear full responsibility. Yet God works out his eternal plan for the ages through them all. And as we think about our own lives, God gives us volition. He gives us choice. He doesn't make us choose to do anything. He allows us to uh, follow whatever path and thank God for the Holy Spirit, which reigns us back in if we get too far away from God's will. And I thank God for that. But let me hurry on. There it is. Man is a free agent in what he does, responsible for his actions and verily guilty when he does wrong. And will be justly punished too. And if he be lost, the blame will rest with himself alone. But yet there is God, the one who rules over it all, who without complicity in our sins, make even the actions of wicked men to subserve his holy and righteous purposes. And we thank God for that because we see that all of the time. That uh, folk who try to bring us down or tear us down or try to destroy us, God can take those actions and raise us up. Believe these two truths and you will see them in practical agreement in daily life, which is what I just said. Though you will not be able to devise a theory for harmonizing them on paper in that Spurgeon. This third part says God in his wise and providential plan allows his people to be tested, sometimes severely. We must not suppose that the servants of God will be protected from every trial because the trials are part of God's design. And we hear that all the time. Our testing makes us strong. When you test something, when you try something, you know what it's made of and its strength. It, it, it was a great trial for Mordecai. He refused to bow to Haman, and others would suffer for his refusal to pay homage to uh, Haman. It was a great trial for Esther. 
She heard the news of the coming slaughter of her people and had to boldly approach God to make an appeal. And the last thing Spurgeon says, last of all, let each child of God rejoice that we have a guardian so near the throne, and that is our Father, as our Christ. Every Jew in Susa must have felt hope when he remembered that the queen was a Jewess. Today, let us be glad that Jesus is exalted. And again, that's by Spurgeon. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We've come to the end of the book of Esther, and we've even had a chance to read some observations, uh, most of them by Spurgeon and others by the writer of, um, I said, Faith Life. But this is actually from Enduring Word. So this is, and I don't want to record it over, so <laughs> y'all just have to remember it's Enduring Word and not Faith Life. And I'll make sure I put that in the end notes. But Father, we thank you. We thank you as we see that you can move supernaturally in a natural way. Because you can, you do arrange you do allow things. You do protect us from things. You do make uh, straight uh, paths out of paths that are all crooked. You do uh, help us to succeed when uh, there are pitfalls for us to fall in. So we thank you for that. And Father, again, we're praying for the Ukraine. We're praying for Afghanistan. We're praying for other places, places in uh, Africa, places in uh, Korea, and all over the world that need you in a special way. And God, we're trusting you and begging you for peace to prevail after so many years of war and discontent and want. And God, again, God, we're praying that you protect those who need your divine protection. Those who are mourning loss of uh, family members. Those who've lost their homes and their businesses. Those who've lost everything they own, sort of like Job. We pray, God, that you restore, especially if they're of the household of faith, please restore everything they've lost in the name of Jesus. Restore their health. Restore their wealth. Restore uh, it, what they've lost, even uh, a hundredfold in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.